podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. As we are mired in the boredom of an international break, there's no real Liverpool news. Everybody that's anybody is away with their international team. But the different websites that we look at tend to have quite a bit. So let's look through them. I suppose the only game of real note, you know, well, Scotland won, England won. What do you want to talk about? International football is dull. There's really no point to it anymore. Um, the disappointing part of this international break thus far, Diogo Jota has picked up something of a knock, hasn't yet trained with the Portuguese team. So that's an interesting one to just keep an eye on and see if he trains at all before he comes back. Curtis Jones has picked up a knock away with the England under-21s. They've said they'll take no risks at all with him. So that would indicate it is more precautionary that potentially he could play. The under-21s are just not going to risk him. Uh, Fabinho and Alisson also played against Venezuela the other day. Uh, That was a Friday game, or Friday hour time. Uh, Brazil won that one 3-1. Obviously, they drew this one 0-0. And they'll play again before returning. They play Uruguay. It looks really likely that neither of them are going to be available for Watford and potentially for Atletico Madrid. So we are going to have to keep an eye on that one. It's, It's not really right, I don't think, that we're going to lose out on these players because of this stupid international break. Watford is understandable. Even pre-pandemic, it would be unlikely that having played Friday morning UK time, that they'd be okay to play Saturday early kickoff for Liverpool. So we probably would have been without them both anyway for this one, but to lose them for Atleti as well would be a massive blow. Um... Good to see Rafinha getting a run, though, and hopefully the lads can have a nice chat with him and convince him that his next move needs to be towards Liverpool. With Alisson out against Watford, it looks likely, obviously, that Kurt, uh, that Cuevin Kelleher will play. I don't think anyone would be in favour of the other alternative or alternatives. Uh, interesting piece on liverpoolfc.com about Cuevin Kelleher and his nickname, which I didn't know he had one. Uh, his nickname is The Octopus, apparently. Um, given to him by James Milner after a pre-season training session, a sh- one of the high-intensity shooting sessions that they do. Apparently, Kelleher really impressed Milner. Milner gave him the nickname, and it appears to have stuck. So it's nice, it's fun. Uh, I do remember another goalkeeper that was nicknamed The Octopus, but Christ, if I can't, can remember who it was. Uh, Kelleher, obviously, in the Irish squad at the moment, but he has lost his place as first choice to Gavin Basunu, owned by Manchester City, currently on loan at Portsmouth. Uh, Very, very talented keeper. Ireland also have Mark Travers of Bournemouth. Um, So they've got a good stable of young goalkeepers. He'll have his work cut out there to get his place back in the team and even to be number two because Travers is quite good. So that's good for him. It's extra motivation. 
whether it will mean that come next summer he'll be one that might look for a loan move away to get minutes under his belt and get regular games and establish himself back in the Ireland picture, we'll see. But for now, he's doing more than a capable job as the backup for Alison Becker. Here's a great story from LiverpoolFC.com. A group of Liverpool supporters recently completed a gruelling bike ride from Wembley to Anfield in order to raise money for charity. The Red Indians smashed their initial £10,000 fundraising target for the colossal ride, which they completed in L4 last month. After starting their journey at Wembley, the riders visited the homes of MK Dons, Leicester City and Crew Alexandra on the road to, to Anfield. Ash uh, Takrar, Jay Kanabar, Raj Chavda, Arif Razak, Chetan Shah, Lalit Mandalia and their support team all arrived at Anfield and were greeted by John Barnes, who was a hero to a number of them. So apologies, I may have butchered their names. That is just what I do. But massive credit to them. They actually raised over £20,000, so double what their target was. And that's going to be split between four charities. Fans supporting food banks. I think we can all get on board with that one. The Toy Appeal, which is massively important. Project Giving and Jamie Carragher's 23 Foundation. So huge, huge credit to these lads. What an amazing thing to do. You can go on the LiverpoolFC.com website. Find the articles written by Glenn Price. There is a, a link which will take you to the Just Giving. Uh, you can also just Google Just Giving LFC Red Indians and you can make a donation if you want to do that. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Through their Just Giving alone, they've raised £17,352 so far. Uh, so you can donate there. They were also collecting as they went as well. So if you want to uh, to donate to a good cause, that could be your cause for the month. I think that's a great one. Like I say, the money been split between four really, really good charities. I think the food banks one is obviously just so important right now. In, in the world that we live in, there's become so much more reliance on food banks. How this is happening in developed countries, I don't know. But make sure to have a read of the article. It is something that will warm your heart on a cold autumn day. Um, Joel Matip has been effusive in his praise of Ibrahima Kanate and Virgil van Dijk, calling Virgil the complete centre-back and saying that Kanate is doing very well. Uh, in terms of other international pl uh, players from Liverpool, Andy Robertson had two assists in Scotland's dramatic 3-2 win over Israel. That guarantees Scotland a place in the second round of the qualifiers. And fingers crossed, Andy Robertson will be leading his team into the World Cup. Naby Keita played 76 minutes of a 2-2 draw between Guinea and Sudan. Guinea, to their credit, seemed to be actually managing Naby properly for the first time. Sadio Mane scored a brilliant goal for Senegal against Namibia and also got an assist. And Costa Simicus played 90 minutes for Greece against Georgia. 
Jordan Henderson and Cuevin Callagher were unused substitutes for their own countries. Jumping to Liverpool.com. Always lots of stuff here. Uh, Liverpool plotting cut price transfer move for 209 million duo as Reds send Mohamed Salah contract message. Well, I wouldn't imagine they're sending any message to Mo Salah other than please sign this contract. Um, according to Team Talk, Liverpool transfer guru Michael Edwards is plotting to negotiate a free transfer with Usman Dembele when the window reopens in January. Dembele is a name that's been linked with Liverpool for a long time. He's now 24. We were linked with him when he was 18, 19, 20. The issue with Usman Dembele, there's three issues. Number one, he's very immature. Number two, he's very injury prone. And number three, he's inconsistent. Now, the third one is the one that actually matters when it comes to playing football on the pitch. The other two are what contribute to that third one. The reason he's inconsistent is because he's immature and because he's injury prone. He doesn't take great care of himself. He doesn't adhere to the ideal lifestyle for a dedicated player. You have to remember, when he was breaking through in the underage ranks for France, it was him and Mbappe, and he was seen as the more talented one. And you look at them now, and Mbappe is a top 10 player in the world, and Dembele's probably not even a top 10 winger in the world right now. He has all the talent, but it reminds me of Cristiano Ronaldo and Ricardo Caresma. Caresma had more natural talent, but Ronaldo had the work ethic, the mentality. Now, he had, obviously, immense amounts of talent, but he just had that mindset that focused him. Caresma, maybe not so much, maybe a little bit more interested in the celebrity that comes with playing as a professional footballer. You know, similar to how we would look at say, Ronaldinho or the real Ronaldo having incredible amounts of ability but not necessarily being model professionals. Ricardo Cresma didn't have quite their level of talent but pretty close, pretty close to Ronaldinho. Some of the things Cresma could do with a football and still does with a football will bend your mind but not always the most dedicated whereas the likes of Cristiano have been. I think Mbappe has that that mindset that focuses him on wanting to be the best player in the world. I think Dembele just wants to enjoy life. Um, uh, Liverpool goalkeeper celebrated his England debut. That's Harvey Davies, who made his first appearance for the England under-19s as they beat Mexico. Uh, Dortmund will do everything they can to beat Liverpool to Kareem Adeyemi. Dortmund are obviously going to sell Erling Haaland next summer. And it does look like Adeyemi is their top target. And there's a lot of clubs interested. Liverpool have been mentioned. Bayern, Leipzig, Barca. He's immensely gifted. And I do think it's going to come down to a bidding war. His agent may well look at Dortmund as the, the best path for him because he'd be an immediate starter. They've just shown what they can do. Taking a striker from Leipzig or from, from Red Bull Salzburg, rather, and developing them. They've, we've seen what they've done with Sancho. We've seen what they're doing now with Bellingham. 
it may well be that his agent and his family will look at that and say that's the best path for you right now rather than jumping to a Liverpool, a Bayern, a Barca where starting isn't guaranteed or even a Leipzig where they bought Andre Silva in the summer so starting's not a guarantee there. Liverpool have been linked again with Joe Felix. Now there's talk that Joe Felix wants to leave Atletico Madrid in January on loan because he wants to get games ahead of the next World Cup. As we know, the next World Cup doesn't take place until next winter. So whether leaving in January would really help him if he goes back to Atleti in the summer and he just gets banished to the bench, I don't know. But Joe Felix is one that Liverpool have shown interest in in the past, and it would be a really, really interesting one to keep an eye on. There is another piece here about a £17 million transfer battle between Liverpool, Real Madrid and Arsenal for the Hungarian Virgil van Dijk. Uh, Attila Slalai, who plays for Fenerbahce, he's been around a bit. He was at Rapid Vienna, then he played for some team in Hungary whose name you'd need 47 PhDs to pronounce. Um Apple and Limazol bought him from there. He spent a couple of years there. He moved to Fenerbahce in January. I don't think Van Dijk is is really an a, a suitable title for him. I, I he wouldn't be one that I don't. I think we'd be looking at. I really don't think he'd be one we'd be looking at. If I'm honest. Uh, good, yes. Good enough for us? I, I don't think so. Um, Liverpool can complete double AC Milan transfer pounce without FSG spending a penny. Frank Kessie and Alessio Ramagnoli are out of contract next summer. Ramagnoli has never developed into the centre-back that he was expected to develop into and doesn't really fit the bill for Liverpool, given he's not very strong in the air. Frank Kessie would be a brilliant signing for Liverpool. Absolutely brilliant. However, to say FSG wouldn't have to spend a penny is clearly wrong. There would be a large signing on bonus, likely one year's salary. There would be huge agent fees and there would also be a very sizable contract. So when people talk about free transfers, it, it's rather ignorant to say the term free transfer. It's a Bosman signing where... The player you're signing gets a large chunk, basically a transfer fee, because they're in possession of their own contract. You're not buying their contract from a different club. You're buying the rights to it from them. Frank Kessie would be a great signing for Liverpool, though. There's absolutely no question. On This is Anfield, there is a look at 10 academy players to watch in 21-22. Uh, from the excellent Jack Lusby. Really, really good. Uh, just to give you some names that are included. I won't give you them all, but uh, Tyler Morton, obviously we've seen him and how impressive he looked when he came on against Norwich. Oakley Cannoneer, I think his name's been doing the rounds quite a bit. Looks to be very, very talented. His goal record is exceptional. Kate Gordon, obviously just signed his first professional contract and there's a lot of hype about him. Owen Beck, the young left-back, I think he's been highly regarded for a while. And young Bobby Clark, the player we signed from Newcastle in the summer, hugely rated. 
So keep an eye on them. That's a really good piece from Jack. Do keep, uh, do check that one out. Um, there's a piece regarding Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's future at the club. A source who has broken a number of stories regarding Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain over the years has claimed the midfielder is considering a move away from Liverpool. Now, it's John Cross. So I wouldn't really put any stock into what he has to say. He has genuinely been a dreadful source of transfer information across the years. I wouldn't put anything into that, to be totally honest. Uh, this is Anfield trying to give him credit with breaking the uh, story about Liverpool signing Oxlade-Chamberlain. That's not true at all. Graham Kelly broke that. Graham Kelly told everybody that we were going to sign Ox. And that's just a fact of, of what happened. I wouldn't pay much attention to John Cross at all. Um, there is a piece about Fabinho and Alisson up on This Is Anfield. There is an interesting piece here. Uh, John Achterberg says that there are three goalkeepers he advised Liverpool to sign. These things are always interesting. Always interesting. Because they're done in hindsight. So, Achterberg says he told Liverpool to sign Manuel Nauer prior to his move to Bayern Munich. Samir Handanovic prior to his move to Inter Milan. And Marc-Andre Ter Stegen prior to his move to Barcelona. I mean, it's very easy to say these things in retrospect, but Liverpool signed Simon Mignolet under your watch. So, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Not to doubt him, but it's a bit convenient that he names three of the best goalkeepers from the last decade as ones he suggested when, when we signed Mignolet. Um, Liverpool have four famous sons making their breakthrough in the academy. Uh, Bobby Clark is obviously one. Jaden Dans, son of Neil Dans. Uh, Louis Kumas, son of Jason Kumas, who was a, a quality player. And Kirol Figueroa, who I, I'm not familiar with, but I remember his dad, Maynor Figueroa, played for Wigan, uh, scored one or two ridiculous goals. His dad was a, was an interesting player. Um, so do check those out. And finally, on AnfieldIndex.com, podcast-wise, there were two new scouts released. There was one looking at players that had impressed us this season and one at players that had let us down. And then there is a piece or a, a podcast about the Newcastle takeover and then listeners' questions. So do check those out. Um, those are up on Anfield Index Pro. There is an article, of course, from the one and the only Stephen Smith, which is called Bring Me Ivan Tony, which I can fully get on board with 
Um, he would be my number one, number nine, realistic number nine target for next summer. Because I I think like Dusan Vlahovic is going to be priced out of a move to Liverpool. Alexander Isaac will be priced out of a move to Liverpool. Haaland, the wages would just be astronomical. We know we're not getting Mbappe. I think if we're being realistic, I would rather have Tony than Adeyemi because I think Tony is ready to contribute straight away. When you look at what he's doing this season, look at the performances he's putting in, and look at the wide variety of performances he's putting in. Watch his performances against Wolves and us, where he was man of the match in both games. Two completely different performances. Against West Ham, another different type of performance. Similar in aspects to how he played against us and how he played against Wolves. But again, just different. He's he's really good off the ball. His work rate's outstanding. He's incredible in the air. I think he's got the highest win rate in the entire league. He's got good touch, good control, links to play well, runs the channels, drops deep to pick the ball up and allow others to move into the space he's left. You see how he links with Brian and Buomo. Imagine how he would link with Mo Salah. I think he would make so much sense for us in the summer. I don't think the fee would be astronomical. I think Brentford know that he will move on. And I think if we look at the Jota deal, I think you'll get him for something similar to what we paid for Jota. A similar structure to the deal as well. So maybe 40 million with some add-ons. They might even take a lower upfront amount like Wolves did for Jota and get higher on the back end because Brentford are well run. They they don't have any immediate need for cash. Um, I really do think Ivan Tony makes so much sense for Liverpool. And I don't think he's one that would demand to start every single game. So I do think there's, there'd still be plenty of games where you could play Bobby or you can play Jota as the nine, or Mo could play as the nine. But, you know, you look at a front three of Mo on the right, Tony through the middle, and if he, if he signs an extension, Sadio on the left, or potentially Sadio moves on, and we bring in someone new on the left-hand side, Mo, Tony, and someone else, and then Jota and Firmino, you've got five for three positions, all of whom you'll be more than happy starting. I think... I think that would put us in a really good position. I really do. So, absolutely. I am going to go full bore on Ivan Tony as Liverpool's new number nine. Thank you for that article, Stephen. I really do appreciate the solidarity. Um, right, that's it. That's us for today. Uh, I will speak to you all tomorrow. I uh, don't know how much news we'll have, but sure, we'll make it up as we go along. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.